I am a little bit more excited today about teaching than I have been in the past. I always get nervous. I'm still nervous today. But I am excited to uh, talk about how we're going to continue in the growth and in the one anothering moving forward in the future of the Disciple Center. And really um, how we're going to expand the ministries here a little bit. And we already have to some extent. So I've noticed over the past week I was teaching a class um, for my regular job that brings in the money. Um, And I noticed whenever it came to the hands-on stuff, and I was training on that this week, it's a crisis prevention class. When it came to hands-on, I was a lot more interactive, and I taught a lot better. So if I become hands-on, please forgive me, but I teach a little bit better that way, and I noticed that this week when I was teaching back-to-back. So I won't become hands-on with you guys, of course, but um, I may become a little bit more uh, elevated in my teaching and my style a little bit because I notice my nervousness goes away. So we'll see. So, one anothering, in the past, we have done great here at the Disciple Center. I just want to give everybody kudos because what I have seen, what I have heard going on amongst each other has been great. I've heard about and seen people doing Sabbath together. People have invited us to come over to do Sabbath, and I hate the 91, so we haven't been out the Riverside very often for Sabbath. Um, But I hear about people gathering together in their homes doing Sabbath, which, wow, back in 2001, that was, you know, new to most of us whenever the Disciple Center was first formed. But now it's becoming just a natural part of the week, ending the week with Sabbath in a lot of homes. So that's huge. The one anothering piece that I've also heard about, hosting and expanding High Holy Days in one another's homes heard and I've I've seen it and I've participated in it as we've done Passover seders. I hear when people can't make it out here for Yom Terah, they're doing stuff with their kids in the home and doing it together as a congregation. I've heard of Christmas Eve services actually over at the Travis home whenever the people from Riverside couldn't make it out here. Our one anothering, our skills there have been tremendous. We've now expanded to Bible studies for women, Bible studies for men. They're getting together on a weekly basis. Most of them are. There's that opportunity there. There's even an opportunity, you know, back in 2001, we wouldn't have dreamed of creating a retreat. But yet now the women have a retreat, it seems like, yearly. I know they're on their second year this year. And hopefully in 2017, they'll have their third retreat. So... That's huge how God is using people and how we're growing in our faith and in our ministry here. Um, I've also, I testified to this about helping one another. You know, Bill, Bill said there was something that he, I was able to use over the past week when my house was, or the surrounding area was flooding, and it really helped me. I've seen people say, hey, we're painting our house. Can we get some help? Or we're moving. That's been a tradition, I think, in the Disciple Center when moving, right? It's like, hey, we're moving, and then people just show up to help. As we get older, I've noticed my back doesn't work as well, so I can't help as often with those larger things, which we'll talk about in a little while. I've heard about people actually helping with child care, right? Whenever they can't find a babysitter. They post it on the Disciple Center Facebook page or email people, text people, and people jump in to help one another. 
huge one anothering skills that we have learned over the years and financially. I have seen, I have heard about people struggling financially and how people just step up to help one another in those instances. Just like this Passover Seder that we'll be doing. There's no reason why anybody shouldn't be able to come because we there's enough of us out there that want to make sure everybody can go. And if financial is a burden, we want to lighten that burden because we want another with each other and make sure everybody can get there. <clears throat> so we continue to grow in one another. Do we have room to continue to grow in ministry and in one anothering? I do believe we do. I think we have the skills that we have honed over the years, but there are still further steps that still need to be taken. And they're in just different areas. Let's uh, look at Genesis 41, if you will. I know that's in, in the layout today. This is another piece that I know that we continue to work on, that we continue to grow in. Um, This passage, why I illustrate it here is, it's talking about the youth and actually helping the elder, the older people. And so in this case, Joseph is in prison, but he's referred to here as a youth. Somebody that's younger, but still being able to help somebody that's older. So Joseph's in prison, the cupbearer and the baker are thrown into prison. They have a dream, and he interprets that dream. Well, then whenever they um, he interprets the dream and they're let out, those that interpretation comes true. Well, in this case, the Pharaoh um, has a dream. Nobody can interpret it. And it's about two years later, after they were let out of prison, the cupbearer himself. But before he was let out, Joseph said, Remember me, tell the Pharaoh what I can do. And he didn't as soon as he got out. But in this case, two years later, the Pharaoh picks up in verse 8, says, Now in the morning his spirit was troubled, so he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men, all these elders, all these people. And the Pharaoh told them his dream. But there was no one who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Then the chief cupbearer spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I would make mention today of my own offenses. Pharaoh was furious with his servants, and he put me in confinement in the house of the captain of the bodyguard. Both me and the chief baker, we had a dream on the same night. He and I, each of us, dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now a Hebrew youth, okay, a lot of times we think of the elder always having to help the younger, but the younger can also help the elder. Now a Hebrew youth was was with us there, a servant of the captain of the bodyguard, and we related them to him, and he interpreted our dreams to us. To each one he interpreted according to his own dream. And just as he interpreted for us, so it happened, and he restored me in my office, but he hanged the baker. Okay. I just wanted to illustrate here that whether it's young or old, we all can work together. There are times when I have called, and believe it or not, I'm older than most of you sitting here today. 
There's times where I have seen Dr. Stokes call on Randy for electrician needs. As we grow and these young people grow up, they're going to... They're going to hone skills that we're going to need to lean on them and teach them skills. And we're going to be able to lean on them because God has given them abilities that maybe we don't have. They're going to take this disciple center, this, this worship place, and they're going to excel further than we ever have. We're going to have to lean on them a little bit. But first, we have to teach them. But I wanted to show you, in this case, Pharaoh or Joseph, a youth benefited those, and they talked about his youth. But yet, Pharaoh called on him, even though he was young. Um, so we have worked, and we lean on each other. I've seen it, as I said, we were one another, and I've also seen how, you know, individuals and couples have leaned on the counselors here at the Disciple Center many, many times. I think there's still room to grow in this way, because sometimes... I think within parenting, <clears throat> we don't learn or we don't lean on certain people who have um, expertise in certain ways as far as parenting skills because we think we, it's just a, a way to go through life and make mistakes, but we, we, we do it by making mistakes that maybe others could help us with. You know, there's going to be times I was talking with with Kara this week and how we're raising girls and I'm having nothing but girls. So this next one's going to be a girl, right? So I'm going to need to lean on people that have raised girls like the Maddox family. How did that work out? Like where did you make mistakes? Where did you not? And how can I improve on that? Yet I know I'm still going to make mistakes. How do I get rid, and this is coming from my background and thank goodness I am a therapist and I work in a school setting. I see how girls are mean to each other when they're younger. It is horrible. And I've heard stories of even some of the girls back here being mean to each other. How do we influence them and take God's word about being kind one to another and make sure that they are showing kindness one to another? We have to come up with strategies and ways to do this to influence them with God's word and making sure that it's input in them. So, yes, I will be leaning on certain parents. I will be leaning on Miss Anya and other people in the profession that can give me ideas on how to do that. And I think that's important. We have to lean on those God has blessed with certain skills. <clears throat> so... Are we striving to live out the scripture as God intended here at the Disciple Center? I say, yes, we are. Absolutely. Can we take away or add to what God has written to us? We cannot. We have to stay within these confines, within his scriptures, and make sure there's so much to do. There's so much to teach. I don't think we're doing it all quite yet. And we're never going to do it perfect until Christ returns, right? So... Shall we as a DC family walk by, back toward all of God's word and his intentions, even in the midst of the world telling us we're doing it wrong or other, you know, other religious people saying you're doing it wrong? I say yes. We have to, if we read the scripture, we have to walk back towards it if we haven't yet. So, And I don't think we ever intentionally do anything wrong. But there is another step that I think we're going to have to look at today. 
and that we're going to have to struggle with. And whenever we, like I said, we already have the one anothering skills, which is huge in this next step. But we're going to have to continue to struggle. It's going to be frustrating at times. It could even make us a little bit angry. It can actually make us very uncomfortable. Do Turn with me over to Numbers 8. I'm going to read t- this passage actually from the Amplified Bible of the NASB because it expands on what it means here. <clears throat> Numbers eight twenty-two through 26. 22 says, Then after that, the Levites went in to perform their service in the tent of meeting, and before Aaron and his sons, just as the Lord had commanded Moses, consecrating the Levites. So they did to them. So, let me stop there, because in the tent of meeting, there is so much to do. There, You have to change out the oil. You have to make sure the wicks are in place. You have to clean. And according to my mom, you would probably have to dust, even though the floors are dirt, right? So, But there's so much to do. And whenever we're going to get into the elder part, whenever you get to a certain age, some of this mundane stuff starts to actually wear you out. Family, I want you, before we read on, I want you to take a look at your hands, if you will. And this week was really cold, and I was outside, and I was looking at my hands, and, and I believe whenever it's cold outside, my muscles shrink up and my hands start to look like they withered a little bit. Or I look in the mirror and I go, wait, I'm not looking like I'm 25 anymore, right? And my body tells me at certain times, you're no longer 25 either. I'm 29, so, no. I'm getting older. And trust me, we all are getting older. In the Disciple Center, for many, many years now, I have heard the number one thing that so many of us want. And I love when Darissa's parents come out here or I get to sit down with some of the elders in the larger church. I've heard the number one request. I wish we had more elders in this church, older generation. I look at my hands. I look in the mirror. And I'm starting to become that older generation. Silas, Sophie, Victoria, heaven, all of them, they're the younger generation. There are certain things I don't know if we picked up where we should have. But we've got to teach them. They're the next generation of this Disciple Center. They're the ones that will direct us in yet just a few years. We've got to get them to what they want and what they need to do to carry on these traditions. Not started by us here at the Disciple Center, but started by Moses and his people. We've got to get them doing this. Moving on, in verse 23 of 8 of Numbers. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This is what applies to the Levites from 25 years old and upward. They shall enter to perform the service in the work of the tent of meeting. But at the age of 50 years, 
They shall retire from the service of the tabernacle, work and serve no longer. Now, before I go on to read the next, does that mean you retire in the mindset of this world? Where you go on cruises and you sit on your porch and you have your tea and you do nothing? It does not mean that at all. God's word actually says there's still a place for you in the setting of the family of God. I will tell you this. I have seen and I have experienced the struggle of professional pastors that I have respected. And over the past year or two, I have seen them step away from the pulpit because they can no longer do it. They are struggling with the energy. They are starting to forget things. And when they step away, they lose who they were. But if they do this biblically, verse 26 says, they may assist their brothers in the tent of meeting to keep an obligation, but they shall do no. And this is where why I picked the Amplified. They shall do no heavy or difficult work. Thus, you shall deal with the Levites concerning their obligations. Are they to step away? Absolutely not. There's still somebody that we need to glean from. There's still that wealth of knowledge and wisdom that we need to continue to utilize. We all have a need to feel like we are needed in some aspect. And they are the ones that have went before us. They're the ones that have organized events for us. We need to glean from them in certain settings. They are the ones that have taught our children the first youth, the first ones to be growing up. We need to glean from that. And I believe to some extent we have, but in others we still need to grow. I see Bruce up here every week, and he's still teaching, and I talk to him, and he gave me permission to to teach about this, and I loved it because we're going to do some things different moving forward because he's getting older, and Everybody's getting older. But for him to come up here and actually pull this out and raise this up, right? I've seen him move it around. He struggles a little bit here and there. But that's nothing to be dismayed by. It's saying to me, this generation, the ones that are supposed to be in ministry, the 25 to 50 generation, needs to step up and do things. We may just have to do them a little bit different. I want him here teaching as long as he can go. Make no mistake, I don't want to be the primary teacher. (laughs) Right? I don't care if we have to get a seat and put it right out here later. But if we can make it easier on the older generation, it says up until 50 We want to make sure that's happening. Now, here's the thing. Whenever we're going the wrong way, can we make sure we run back? I don't think so. I think what we need to do is, okay, we went this far. Maybe we need to come back and slowly get back to what it should 
have been and what God's intentions were. So, here's where the difficult part comes. Now, some people would say that's the Old Testament. We go as long and as hard as we can. And that's where I say that's not what we should be doing because that's not what God's Word says. And in Titus 2, 1 through 8, it talks about the older. I'm not going to read it. I'm just referring to it. But it talks about the older woman, the older man, teaching the younger. So read that on your own. I'm saying, and I'm going to be past 50 and hopefully still helping and supporting the Disciple Center and its growth. Because really, I'm 41, moving on to 29 again. But, <laughs> I could try to go backwards. But again, that reflection and looking at my hands and everything else, I'm still getting older. I can't do what that older generation told me not to do. They said, don't get older. Don't get older, Trevor. And I said, I will do my best, sir. It just doesn't work. So, let me point out just a few things. That's what we talked about and I've talked about with Bruce. People get nervous about opening the ark. Well, we're going to take another step. When these things are removed, I will open it. I will take these out and present that. Bruce will teach. I don't need to be the one taking these out. You do, you do, you do. All of us in this ministry age needs to be willing to come up here and you see i change the word sometimes that's because i don't i can't read i need to make this and bigger like this right that would be helpful i'm gonna do it this week but it's right here so whenever i take it out i say this blessing i don't know if you guys have noticed but i'll make sure i say the primary blessing why it's still in there and then i bring it out and that's where i forget and all I really have to say is, this is the word of the Lord, the Torah of God that was given through Moses. Lift it up, let the congregation respond. You know the amazing thing is, it was just three years ago where none of us really knew what to say and we were stumbling for a year on what to respond with. And, and now we're not. I love the fact that today, <clears throat> Bruce is out and Jeff couldn't be here right at the beginning because... I could tell, and I know even now, we struggle through it, but as we do it on a repetitive basis, it gets better and it gets more clean. And what's that do? That teaches our next generation that they're going to struggle too. And it's okay. I also know one thing that, and I'll take some responsibility for this, is whenever I get a recipe from my mom, right? And she knows what I love. She'll put it on, you know, something laminated like this. This is my Grandpa Lynch's seasoning and his dressing. And I know that my wife, she makes this delicious now. And I know my wife made this based on this. But when you're a kid and you have a parent and you actually come alongside them, and you start making stuff with them, is it easier to make by this, or make it with the parent? It's easier if we start making it with our parents when we're younger. We get to know what that dash of sugar is, and the pinch of, my mom struggled to even make this, because it was a dash of this and a pinch of that, right? 
I feel like some of the stuff that we've done, and I know we went back to allowing the parents to do the teaching, but there, there's some of that dash of this and a pinch of that that we're missing in those classes. And that's because we didn't actually learn from Miss Anya. I'm going to challenge every parent. We are going to have Miss Anya come and teach us how she used to teach. That's the dash and the pinch that we missed. You see, now that I reflect on it, I wish I was sitting in her class for over a year learning how she did it. But again, that's about turning around and saying, okay, we still have her, yay! Let's go back towards it, right? Because Silas learned Hebrew. He knew all of Psalm 23, right, Silas? Good luck. I couldn't teach it. This is where we have to learn to grow. This is where I say that we have honed skills in one anothering and we will hone them in the future. But this is where Silas and the older generation will see us kind of take steps back and actually struggle a little bit. But so will they when they start to glean from us and hopefully not as much struggle as we do. My final thoughts. This will allow our elders the ability to carry on by teaching us how they have accomplished such great achievements in the past. It will also allow us, as a younger, to practice being humble, carry the torch of wisdom. By following the instructions of the wisdom of our elders to continue in the one anothering practices, all by the words of what the Lord has already taught us through His Scripture. And by working together, we will glorify His kingdom. Let us pray.